This is Hal Lansky. Lansky's in Memphis, Tennessee, and we are all listening to Memphis Flash. We even got it piped into the store. I'm Mark Schaefer. And I'm Brad Burkadall. We're two friends fascinated by all things Elvis. Elvis Presley was more than a blue-eyed, handsome man. He was a complex character who remains one of the most beloved entertainment icons in the world. Brad, is there anything that hasn't been said, that hasn't been seen, that hasn't been heard about Elvis Presley? I know there's a lot, because we spend a lot of time talking about it. We sure do, and we figured it was time to invite more people to the party. If you share our burning love for the king of rock and roll, you came to the right place. Welcome to Memphis Flash. Okay, hey, welcome to Memphis Flash. It's the first podcast of the new year. Brad, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Mark, here in 2022. Yeah, uh, even though it's via the internet, if not in person, it's good to see how you've been. Been doing well. How about you? How are things up in Iowa? Uh, cold. It's going to be minus eight to eight degrees tonight. So Wow. Yeah, we're well, I guess we're in the low 30s here in Memphis. So we're a little warmer. But by Memphis standards, it's, you know, cold. So uh, this is our fifth episode. It is, man. This is we I mean, we we had a conversation the other day about how thrilled we are, all y'all tuning in and, and uh, downloading, signing up, whatever you're doing out there, you know, to listen to us yap about our favorite performer, Elvis Presley. It's really cool. So if you do listen uh, or have listened and you're back, we thank you. And if you have a friend that's into Elvis or maybe curious, we'd like you to recommend they tune in too. Today, we're going to talk about uh, Elvis and his movie career, but specifically our favorite Elvis movies, right? Mark and I narrowed it down. Okay, so what? There's 33 movies, 31 feature films, right, Mark? 31 scripted and two documentaries. Right. Well, I don't know what you picked. Okay, so we'll see what we picked. So we'll probably have some overlap, I bet. But I think so. I was I was thinking today, and it was so tough because when you go through the Elvis movies, it's it's hard. We were going to do the top three, and then we're like, we better do the top five. And even the top five is hard. I mean, I was struggling with what to do, you know. But you have to remember, Elvis, I mean, kind of a jack of all trades. I mean, he was a musician first and foremost. And right away in 56, you know, he got a Hollywood contract, and, and uh, he was making movies. His first movie, Love Me Tender, obviously. And um, he made movies four years all up until the late sixties, you know, really, you know, well, then he got back into live performing. So he could kind of do it all. You know, he didn't like a lot of the movies he did. They, some of them kind of ran into one another and became kind of the same character, the same script. And he got a little disgruntled with it, but uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles, you know, or the way the ball bounces. <laughs> or the so, way the mop flops. There's that too. <laughs> you lost rock, but yeah, he, much. he really wanted to be, a movie star more than anything, right? Matter of fact, he was an usher at Low State Theater, uh, movie theater in Memphis, Tennessee, as a 14, 15 years old, I believe. Yeah. So he went from movie usher to movie star. Yes, he did. And Mark, Elvis got fired from Lowe's, right? Well, not, excuse me, not, not the, not the, uh, uh, <laughs> store <laughs> but Lowe's he was, he was working in hardware <laughs> yeah he was in the hardware department <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh anyway, low, low state low state theater yeah yeah now in memphis it is a it's on the corner is it's a bank of america now they tore it down and that's what it is so mm-hmm. it's which is really close to uh the original lansky brothers which is the hard rock cafe but anyways that's 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 another you know show um but he got yeah. fired mark do you know why he got fired from um the theater 
Did he did he get in a fight? Yes, he did. He did. Do you know what it was about? Well, here's what happened, Mark. There was a girl working there that kind of had the hots for Elvis, and she would sneak Elvis candy for free. And another kid working there was a little jealous of that and snitched. And Elvis got a little upset, popped the guy in the face, and bada bing, he got fired. But the beauty of it is, in 57, he's made an honorary usher, you know, because they were going to premiere Jailhouse Rock there and everything. And so, you know, it was all forgotten by the owner, you know. Yeah. But not unlike the Elvis movies, right? Where Elvis always got in a fight, pretty much, you know? Almost every movie. It was choreographed, but I'm sure it wasn't choreographed, you know, when he was working there. But I wonder who won. Hmm, I, I got my money on Elvis. Yeah, I'm thinking he probably did. Let me get my list here. And yeah, it was tough. Uh, like I said, yeah. we were going to have three, then to five. I have honorable mentions, but <laughs> I don't know how much time we have. But uh, You got serious, man. And for the Elvis fans who are listening, I, I'm going to go with my, this isn't maybe the my favorite, but it's actually the one I watch more than anything. And I think mm-hmm. it surprises people. But I love I love the movie Girl Happy with Shelley Fabre. I first saw it when I was a little kid and I've had a crush on her ever since. <laughs> I just think she's wonderful. But uh, is that in your top five? It is. It is in my top five. Oh, is it really? I, I knew it. I, I knew we would have some. <laughs> I like I like so many of the 60s ones as well. I mean, most of them are in the 60s, but mm-hmm. uh, that that's one of those ones that is just it's just that typical Elvis movie. You know, he gets the girl, he's, you know, more than one girl involved or whatever, you know, and yeah. uh, several songs, of course, you know, it's just a great, it takes place in Florida. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's a really, a, it's kind of a beach movie. It's mid sixties. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's funny. I like his, uh, his band is uh, yeah pretty amusing. Uh, Shelly Fabre is great in it. It's interesting on, few levels too because Shelley Fabre had a number one song with Johnny Angel in 1962. Right. And then uh it was knocked off number the number one position by Elvis and Good Luck Charm. Good work, Mark. Yeah, that's uh, on the Billboard chart. Uh so so then two years later they're making this movie together. So I, I always wondered if they talked about that, you know, she kidded him about or he kidded her about knocking her off the number one position or if if they even cared, I don't know. That's that's entirely possible. I mean, but that was really her first, I guess. Well, I mean, from what I understand, she was always acting. I guess people knew her more of a singer first, right? With with Johnny Angel. Am I, do I have that right? Or well, she was in the no, I think well, she was in the Donna Reed show. Okay. And that they premiered that, if I remember right, they premiered that song on the kind of like Ricky Nelson did on Ozzy and Harriet, you know. I'm walking, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. So uh so she was an actress first in the show. And then they, I think that's probably helped propel it to number one. Yeah, sure. I would think. And uh, uh, it's on YouTube. If, if anybody's interested, you know, they could go find that episode. Then she, you know, she hit number one and then she did a series of movies. It's an interesting movie, you know, uh, uh, you know, June of 64, the Beatles got here in February, yeah. February 9th, I think on uh, Ed Sullivan. And so it was the height of Beatlemania. Right. And, Maybe because of that, they uh, in this movie they introduced a a group setting for Elvis. Elvis was the leader of a combo. But anybody who's ever watched the movie or, or heard the song "Girl Happy," he sounds a little different. That's because they sped up his voice. Well, when they filmed it, it was sixty four, so he would have been twenty nine, right? right? So 
by those standards back then, he was a little older, you know, for, right? I mean, it, back then, that was just what it was. And yeah. so with the Beatles coming out, you know, the British invasion, like you said, all these um, bands were coming out, which is why they kind of fitted Elvis with a band in the movie. Um, they sped up his voice for a more youthful sound you know to make which he sounded fine he sounded like Elvis, you know but they the powers that be thought well we better speed up this tape and just about i listened to some of the soundtrack the other day i was kind of going through now girl happy definitely the title track is sped up you can just tell you know mm -hmm. you know you can tell it's different it's not really yeah. yeah yeah now puppet on a string i think i don't think that was sped up you know it's a, it's a ballad for one so i don't think it would make any sense you know mm -hmm. right but I think most of them are sped up just a little bit, but Girl Happy definitely is really sped up. And Elvis would have had, would have known that because he had the lip sync to it. Yeah. And I, I just wonder if he, I mean, I must've went along with it, but I wonder if he really liked that theory. I, it, it, that's interesting. It makes you wonder because he had to hear the playback and I wonder if he thought, well, that's not what I, that's not what I did, you know? Right. Yeah, and you know he knew that it was speed up, sped up. Well, yeah, and so that's it, boy. I, that's, I like to, you know, find out a little more more about that, like what he really, what he thought about that, you know. Yeah, yeah, because his vibrato is so fast. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. just sounds little. It, you can tell. You can tell. And then if you uh, if you're interested in the Girl Happy soundtrack, if you were to get the Follow That Dream edition of mm -hmm. Girl Happy, you can hear Girl Happy at its regular speed, which I think sounds. I like it better that way. Yeah, and I don't think they released that to like the '90s or something. The the, the mm. right no, is that right? In the early 2000s, probably. Okay, yeah. So yeah, okay. when that came out, or yeah, late maybe the '90s. I don't remember if uh, yeah. Elvis in the '90s uh, that those uh, soundtracks, if they released it that way or not, I'd have to go back and look. But it's out there. Yeah. Interesting fact that you pointed out to me. I believe the cover of the Girl Happy record, let's call it, right back then. The face, that's is that the same face they took and superimposed on the Frankie and Johnny soundtrack? Is it from uh, that the, album? It's the same uh, photo shoot. Oh, same photo shoot. Okay, I got you. The original picture of that covers out there too. Yeah, it is. Frankie yeah. and Johnny, but that's that's another show. You know what, man? Here, here's the whole reason we do this, we like to dig, man. We dig deep. Mark, <laughs> Mark and I could talk about this like you know, all night long, you know. It's like jazz. We we get around, we move all around, but we'll get back to the <laughs> main thing. Yeah, the nuts and bolts. <laughs> yeah. So Girl Happy, I, I watched that probably twice a year, maybe three times. And the DVD is it looks great on the big screen. And really? Yeah, it, it really it's it's technicolor, you know, widescreen, of course. It's just beautiful. Yeah. I don't know what they took it from, uh, the negative or whatever, but it, it's really, really looks nice. So, so we both like Girl Happy, so that's in our top five. So there's that. I'm going to go with King Creole is one of my favorites as well. Uh, it's it's not in my top five, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. It's a great movie. Elvis is good yeah. at it. But, right. Um, well, I thought we would. Yeah. See, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, this was tough. It's close. I mean, is is King Creole better a better movie than Girl Happy? Probably. Yeah. But right subjects is favorites so yeah I, yeah, yeah i get it yeah for certain reasons yeah right yeah yeah so i you know i i just i like the plot of girl happy he curls a little more serious a little darker it's a very serious role i mean it's you right. know it's it's a musical obviously but it's really it, it's dark you know i mean it's uh, and kind of literally a lot of stuff's like at night you know like in yeah, the, the scene where it rains and everything you know i mean it's really mm -hmm. you know my uh michael curtis uh 
great director. Right. He, he directed uh, Casablanca. He sure did. Mm-hmm. And he shot that for black and white. He knew he really knew what he was doing. And it was the song New Orleans with the the he- the big shadows behind. Yeah, I love that. Band. Beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. And the songs are that soundtrack's amazing. It's good. I mean, Dixieland Rock, King Creole, obviously, Trouble, which he brings back in the 68 special, right? Right. I mean, it's Starts you know, it. he, yeah, it's great. I mean, oh yeah, opens with that. I love that. Hard-headed woman. Great song. Uh, we we had a discussion the other day about um, how I thought even as hard rocking as the song Jailhouse Rock is, mm-hmm. Hard-Headed Woman is almost a little harder. Like you said, it's because it's faster, but it's just really, I mean, really, yeah. it's rock and roll, man, all the yeah, way, it, you know? It is rock and roll. Yeah. And I don't recall before that, maybe I don't have ever sent uh, a rock and roll song with a Dixieland background like that. Right. Because this is the first time that they are using horns in Elvis music. And this is 1958. So it's really, mm-hmm. I mean, horns used differently. This is like Dixieland, right? So it's, right. you know, it's not an orchestra, but it's, it's you know, trumpet, clarinet, the whole nine, trombone, you know? It's, it's a hot, hot mix. It's, it's, it's right. cool. Another thing I like about King Creole is the, the songs just don't pop up in the middle of a situation. He's yeah. performing he's a performer in the movie. So it's yeah. 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 Every time, even, even like a uh, lover doll, you know, and they're yeah, robbing a, a store. It's like, well, he's, he's a, you know, <laughs> he's a distraction, right? <laughs> so, right for, for robbery. Yeah. Is, so. Cause Vic Morrow has got to lift some watches or whatever, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, but speaking of the music, man, I was thinking today, the song Danny, cause his character was Danny the original uh, name of the movie, or I guess novel, was a stone for Danny Fisher, right? That was right. what it was to be called. Changed mm-hmm. it to King Creole, you know. Right. But um, Danny was the song written for the movie. Didn't make it in the movie, right? He did record but it. Right. He did record it, and it's out there. But in 1960, he had the song Lonely Blue Boy by Conway Twitty, which is the same exact song. Yes, with is. they just instead of saying Danny is my name, it's Lonely Blue Boy is my name. Mm-hmm. And Conway Twitty had like a number six hit on the top 100 with that. That's a really great, it's a great record. It is. Yeah. I think the name of the record is called um, Lonely Blue Boy. The, the, right. the, and that one also has a Heartbreak Hotel and another uh, Just Because. So he kind of does like kind of three Elvis cuts Conway does on that. On the album? On the album, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll fact check it, but um, we'll definitely have a, uh, a link on our, our social media to that, like the Conway Twitty version and all that. Yeah, so you guys can check it out and see what we're talking about. But that's that's a great, great, great song. It's funny because two years later, Con- Conway has a hit with it. And what's cool about that is uh, I would have guessed, imagine, I know the Jordanaires were on It's Only Make Believe. And of course, you all know the Jordanaires backed up Elvis in the 50s and 60s. Right. But yeah. I, I would have doubted if, if, uh, that's the Jordanaires on the Conway, you know, track. I, I could be wrong. I have that 45. You do? I do. Do you think it would say with the Jordanaires on it? Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah. I haven't looked at that in years, but. Right. It might be the Jordanaires. They were on a lot of stuff, obviously. They, yeah, it's hard to tell. I don't think they even remembered how much stuff they were on. They, no, they, they didn't. Yeah. They were on so many records but wasn't this movie king creole it was going to be about a boxer and it was going to be james dean was going to do it yeah it? yeah which which i think from what i understand because elvis was a huge james dean fan mm-hmm. he really wanted to make sure he did a great job for this you know 
And it's it's really interesting by King Creole how he had progressed as an actor. Right. He just kept getting better. A very good progression. And then yeah, King Creole. I'm sure having a great director like that helped. Right. Mm-hmm. Inspired him and uh, he probably learned a lot. And probably was very frustrating to have a movie like that and a director like that. And then you gotta go in the army. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Because I guess during filming or he had, he had an extension before right. he uh, was inducted because he had to finish filming, you know? Well, that's a good one. That That is one of my favorites. Yeah, right, right. But for today's purposes, I didn't include it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Uh, well, I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Uh, Jailhouse Rock. There it is. I got it too. It's on my list. It might have uh, Elvis's most iconic movie scene uh, when he sings Jailhouse Rock in front of the uh, the, the cell bars, right? Right, which is choreographed by mainly Elvis, Elvis Presley, right? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. really... Hey, well, what's cool about a lot of those, the moves, and a lot of people kind of refer to that as maybe one of the first kind of videos, you know, I mean, you know, with like MTV, you know, in the 80s and all that, but it was really a nice... And the song is so rocking, again, right. and uh, the backdrop is great, you know, for the dancers, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really done well. You know, it is, it is done well. And the, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it on Blu-ray, but again, beautiful. It's black and white, but boy, it's beautiful black and white. Yeah. Uh, it's so sharp. It's a great movie. He's great in it. A lot of great songs. One of the strongest soundtracks easily, I would say. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool story. You know, he plays a pretty good, tough guy. He, d- yeah. oh, he does it. It's pretty, I mean, we talked about King Creole being dark, but the movie basically starts with Elvis killing a guy in a, in a fight. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he goes to jail. I mean, that's, that's, that's heavy, you know? Yeah. And I mean, do you think about like, you know, what's interesting to me is that in 50, well, I guess it's 55, he had blackboard jungle, you know, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. movies like that, you know, the juvenile delinquent and Elvis is older, obviously in this movie, but it, 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 the fact that when he came out, they talked about, he was corrupting the youth of America, this and that, but then he has a movie like, Jailhouse Rock, where he's well, he's <laughs> he, he's jailed for killing a guy with his bare hands. You know, I love that. That's just so rock and roll. You know, that is rock and roll. You know, he even punches a, a one of the wardens or, or one of the uh, guards. Uh, he sure does. Yeah, there is a shot Elvis at the pool scene singing "Baby I Don't Care," wearing the black and white shoes, sweater, the slacks, hair's perfect, doing his bit. Right, he's he's being Elvis. So it's cool because you have these long shots where the sun's kind of. I guess in the face of the musicians. It was and later Scotty, in the day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So they put who knows how long they shot this, but early on, Scotty Moore, who played guitar for Elvis, and he obviously was in the, these early movies with him. He's not wearing sunglasses, but then when the, the wide shots, he's wearing sunglasses. So you could it's kind of a fun thing to look at because and I've I've heard him talk about that, which is kind of neat, you know. Yeah, he described like, it as it looked like he had two black eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like it's obvious. And of course he knows it, but I think. You know, I don't know if everyone would really notice that unless someone brought it up like us or Scotty Moore. What's cool about, you know, you see Bill Black, Scotty Moore and Elvis. I mean, he's using his band. I mean, I love that, you know, in the movies, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I mean, they're using their gear, too. I mean, that's Scotty Moore's guitar, Bill Black's bass, you know, and I mean. Why, why do you think that was they used their own instruments? I mean, they would have had to fly them from home out there. And why would you know, that be? It's hard to say. Ten to one, they drove to California. I'm assuming. You know, yeah, I, yeah, you probably I don't know if I really know this or not, but uh, so they just had the gear in a car and went. You know. Yeah, you know, the studio could have provided it. Maybe they. Maybe yeah. it's for authenticity. I don't know. 
or something they didn't have to rent. I don't know. You know, I mean, so they just bring your stuff. You know, that's all you need. Well, we both agree on Jailhouse Rock. Yep. Girl Happy, King Creole. I mean, that, that's great. Uh, what's another one of yours? Oh, wait, Mark, before we go on to the next one, let's talk about Baby I Don't Care one more time again. Okay. Let's talk about the intro, the bass. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people may not even know, like, um, when the Fender bass, the electric bass, you know, came out, um, I mean, a lot of guys were playing upright bass, like Bill Black. Well, Bill Black was starting to play the um, electric bass, and it was just a little difficult for him. He couldn't, you know, he wasn't used to it yet. I mean, obviously, he used it with the Bill Black combo sometimes and things like that. But mm. um, he couldn't get that opening riff in Baby I Don't Care. That opening riff is a bass, okay? And uh, legend has it, Bill was a little upset and kicked the bass across the studio floor. His brand new, walked, his brand brand new electric new. bass. Yeah, Fender bass. Let it across know. the floor. And angry, yeah, you know? I mean, he would just, he was over it. So Elvis, things kind of cooled down and Elvis grabbed it and Elvis started playing the intro. So that intro on the bass is actually Elvis playing the bass, which is kind of neat. So there is a picture of Elvis holding that bass and he's talking to Bill Black and he's kind of, you can tell he's laughing. I wonder if we can find that picture and post that because. You know what? Let me write this. Down. Might be that, that might be that moment. Okay. Well, is my turn? Yes, sir. Okay, um, let's see. I'm going to go with another one from the 50s. This is Loving You. Yep, that's in my top five, too. Okay, all right. Well, here, I'll tell you quickly why. Okay, this is the first time you see Elvis in color, right? Right. right. So that's major. I mean, the first time his hair is jet black in color, okay? Because you all mm -hmm. know he was kind of a dirty blonde. And when he put the grease in, it was more of a brown. Um, mm -hmm. This is when you see it. And that movie looks really good today. You know, it does. And it, it is... Not like it's HD, but it's got some sort of quality to it, you know, that seems like it. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. A lot of it's outside, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it really, uh, this is kind of that story of the rock and roller once again, you know, who kind of stumble and from the get go kind of stumbles upon a band playing and all this kid sings and he gets up there, and, you know, there you got this rock and roller, you know, in a small town. Yeah. Right. You know, love that movie and, and great hits came out of it. Like Teddy Bear, huge hit, you right. know. Right. Great. Um, one of the, another rivalry for right to me, rival to the jailhouse rock scene is mean woman blues in the rest. Yes. Yeah. That's a great fight scene. Yeah. Well, the fight scene and the, the song. Yeah. Oh yeah. The song. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I just watched that scene today and um, the jukebox It's a Seaberg jukebox that, that Elvis, <laughs> it, it really is. It's very common jukebox in the day. Uh, I'd love to have one someday. I mean, but that is, it's probably, if, if that movie's 57, that could have been like a 54 or 55. Who knows what year the jukebox was, yeah. but it's a Seabird and he, he, you know, puts the nickel in or whatever. And you know, the coolest thing about that, when uh, the fella who, who's, who uh, calls Elvis sideburns, you know, sing one, you know, yeah. Elvis takes this, I guess a nickel. I don't know what it was back then. He flips the nickel kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Elvis kind of flips it just like a, I mean, just like a badass. I'm sorry, man. And he just walks to the jukebox and hits and it, and there it is. Off. Yeah, I love it, man. He was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was widescreen. Uh, it's uh, Technicolor. It's and you know, it's amazing the technology. Even back then, film was really good. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a there was a rumor like um, last year that two years ago that that was going to come out in Blu-ray. Really. Uh, and I don't know, my, every year my wife watches White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Yeah, right, yeah. That was the first Vista Vision movie uh, 
1954. We, we've got it on Blu-ray and you can see the stitches in, in uh, Bing Crosby's ties. He's got wow. a great wardrobe in that movie. And my point is, this is a pan, uh, a, a Vista Vision movie, right? Uh, Paramount movie, and so it could look just as good on Blu-ray as White Christmas. I think uh, what was the holdup was the royalties on the music. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, made it too expensive to release on Blu-ray. But if you can get the DVD, and I think it's kind of hard to get, but if you can get your hands on it, it it looks great on a big screen. Hey, stay right there. We'll be back in a flash. Experience Memphis, Tennessee in style with Rock and Ride Tours. Your expert Memphis guide will show for your private tour in a classic 1959 Ford Galaxy Skyliner, the world's first hideaway hardtop, with the top down, of course. During your two-hour tour, you'll explore where music pioneers created blues, soul, and rock and roll. You'll see where civil rights struggles took place and see Memphis' historic parks, churches, and music venues. Hannah from Philadelphia raved, I love the tour. It was fun, informative, and I loved riding in that convertible. Jake from Tallahassee said, I've been to Memphis dozens of times, but I realized I didn't really know the city until I went on the Rock and Ride Tour. Judy from Peoria said, I love the stories and our guide really knew his history. He was entertaining, plus he was a darn good parallel parker. Rock and Ride Tours gets these kinds of reactions all the time. To learn more and schedule a tour, go online to rockandridetours.com. It's your top-down view of the best of Memphis, Tennessee. Rock and roll, blues, soul, barbecue, and so much more. It's all here in Memphis. Book your tour today, rockandridetours.com. That's our O-C-K-N-R-I-D-E tours.com. The only way to discover Memphis. And now back to the show. You know, another thing about the, that scene with uh, Mean Woman Blues, he gets in the fight and uh, that's, a, that's a pretty darn good fight. It is. It's pretty long too. It, it lasts for a while. Some of those fights Elvis did his own, like his own stunts, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, and I mean, especially towards, well, in the 60s, some of that stuff was the the choreography he was introducing his martial arts into right. some of the fight scenes which is kind of neat you know it's a little different you know for yeah. a beach yeah. movie right uh in that particular movie and loving you in the fight uh the guy throws uh salt or sugar in his eyes and it's elvis yeah so i've always wondered i wonder what that really was i mean they wouldn't just do that it's 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 one of the other and that mark that could be a whole nother episode what Movie what magic. was it salt or sugar <laughs> anyway you know if you like a if you like a good fight scene elvis elvis movies had some good fight scenes uh the movie flaming star uh after uh those two guys are uh hassling his mom yep they leave and he uh on their way out he uh elvis jumps them and that is a really great fight it starts with Elvis holding the rifle, right? And then with the but he starts it with the butt yeah. of the rifle, pop right in the face, right? <laughs> the sound and then effect. it's on. Sound effect is perfect. <laughs> I wonder what they use for that. <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, that's pretty pretty cool fight, especially for 1960, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he I mean, on top of his game, looked good in that movie, you know. I mean, really mm. uh he had a lot going on in 1960, back from the army, all these movies coming out and uh and Flaming Star was a serious like a serious pretty serious movie, very serious movie, you know. That is actually. Yeah. There's only uh the title song and one the Kane on High Starch Collar, that's it. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, so I think he was probably pretty happy that I go, I only got to do a couple songs in this one, you know, and Right. 
And uh, I'm sure he loved the Western. Who didn't? You know, I mean, and of course, you know, that Flaming Star, it was to be called Black Star. And mm. he even recorded Black Star instead of Flaming Star, you know. Right. Flaming Star would be in my honorable mention. Oh, okay. Honorable mention. All right. Yeah. Um, I didn't even do honorable mention. I should have done that because that would have made more sense. But, well, okay. you know, I, I like to uh, overachieve Bradley. Yeah. You just don't stop, man. You don't know when to quit. You yeah. Keep, I, on going. Cra- keep on going, man. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You're crazy like that. Yeah. That's how I've risen to the levels I've achieved. <laughs> <laughs> You've done well. And then uh, another thing about loving you that's a lot of fans know, but you know, if you're new to Elvis world, you might not in the, is really cool at the end of the movie, Elvis uh, invited his parents to be in the audience and they're right. on film uh, yep. while he's, he's dancing around down the aisle. In fact, he kind of goes over to his mom briefly yeah. and she's right. clapping and I'm sure she's proud of her boy. And of course, cool. And she got to be yeah. in a Hollywood movie, you know? And yeah. I mean, I think I, I heard he wasn't able to watch that after she had passed, you know, it was, she was yeah. there, you know, I watched the intro today just to kind of, you know, get, you know, get my bearings. And uh, it is very colorful. You know, I love how they have the, the guitars, the cartoon mm. guitars, you know, what I'm talking about yeah, like right. the credits. It's really neat. So fifties, the, the dancing know? hearts. And, and Absolutely. another neat thing was the studio, the movie studio added strings to Elvis's loving you. Right. Yeah. So it was never released like that, but you, you know, yeah. Elvis didn't use strings till when? Holy cow. Well, way late sixties, technically probably yeah. with the American stuff that was overdubbed, you know, yeah, so I got that right. In yeah. 57, you could hear Elvis with strings and. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, big yeah. production, huge, you know, I mean, yeah. and think about that three years before that he's at sun with two guys. <laughs> you know, this is amazing. I would just all kind of, you know, that's true. Exactly. That's another great soundtrack, but they didn't have enough songs to, fill out an album so he had to record extra songs to yeah to make a complete album so mark i think you're up next for number i guess we're on number five for all of us right number five for all of us for us us guys well i've, I've got two left on my five lists so. oh you oh i see i see we, we had matching ones okay oh, we, so yeah five. we a lot of ours are yeah we're matching here but uh i've got four okay see i've got four done so it's your turn okay uh well, I did include my my favorite Elvis movies. I do count it as a movie. Uh, that's the way it is. Uh, 1970, Elvis in Vegas, pre-show and show. Yeah. Uh, that's again, the whole shebang, man. It just, it's fabulous. He looks great. He sounds great. It's, it's uh, beautifully shot. I do actually, I prefer the 2001 re-edit. Right. 2000 re-edit to the original, but I like the original too, but they both have their strengths and weaknesses, but um, great music. Elvis is top of his game and it looks like it was shot yesterday. It really does. I'm a guy, I love behind the scenes, man. If I go see someone like perform or whatever, I want to get there early and see like how the stage looks, just you kind of get that energy, like Mm -hmm. what kind of music is playing, you know? I mean, before the, I, I, that's my favorite. And like with Elvis, man, again, I wasn't around for, you know, to see a live show or anything. So to see this, the way we're seeing it is pretty incredible. And it's the closest it's ever going to get. But I mean, you're right. I mean, just from the, from coming out with That's the Right Mama to the stage, mm-hmm. when James Burton hits that lick, man, or the, well, the drums for one, tut, right? Mm-hmm. He hits that. Yeah. And in these old uh, Fender amps or even new ones, the reverb tank, if someone, you know, 
stomps on the floor or uh, if a bass drum pedal, you might hear the reverb kind of make a little noise. You can hear this. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That the yeah. Sound? That's what that is. Yeah. Huh. That, that's, you could hear this on the intro. Have yeah. you ever heard that, okay. Mark? Yeah, that's, that's what, what that is. That's a okay, good thing to hear that, cool. man. So I always hear that being a guitar player. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, probably the bass drum or because they were probably like on a hollow riser, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or maybe James's, you know, foot was kind of moving or whatever. But that's, you hear all that stuff. It's like, I love it because it's not perfect. It's like, well, that happened, you know, mm -hmm. and the show's about to start. And here comes Elvis. And the way he walks, man, come on, forget <laughs> about it. Yeah. I mean, he's ready, you know. <laughs> you know, he he knew how to enter stage. He knew how to leave a stage. Like say, uh, Todd hits the drums and the yeah in the build up. It's really he doesn't wait too long, and I don't think he ever liked to wait too long. He's yeah. like, okay, I get it. They're here. They're waiting. So I mean, it's just a couple bars, man, and Elvis walks out. You know, that's and it. He would walk across the stage, and he wouldn't turn his. You know how he'd do that half half turn? He wouldn't like turn his back to the audience you know what i mean yeah he never really did yeah do that yeah i don't, I don't know if that was just a, a thing or a polite thing or whatever but maybe it was this the southern man southern gentleman in him you know i mean that's right and there are lots of outtakes i love outtakes there are lots of outtakes online to see and uh, yeah i think i think you're right about outtakes because we've we've seen it all you know as much as you'd like to see it we want to see something a little different because there were a lot of cameras there right mark i mean mm -hmm. a lot of these things so yeah. they had there's these, footage yeah they had the, back then they had really big cameras and they could only shoot for so long, but, right. uh, but they did have multiple, multiple cameras, lots of angles. Of course the restored footage is out there, but there's also unrestored mm -hmm. footage. That's uh, I've seen. It's just great. You gotta, you gotta look for it, but like he did yeah. uh, patch it up mm -hmm. and on the opening show that was all filmed and he ends up, on his back he's knees bent all the way down his wow back on the stage yeah uh, at the end of the song you know and how come i haven't seen this oh you need to see it can you I, send it to me uh or, I or do you got a guy do you have to like have it delivered or do you, <laughs> <laughs> i know some secret I know some <laughs> mgm is not listening are they <laughs> no no mgm hello <laughs> one of my favorite things about that's the way it is. And again, I, you know, I was just doing the scripted scripted stuff, but I, that totally would have been up there, you know, um, is mm. seeing when he pulls up to that lot in, I guess it's California to rehearse in that yeah. Lincoln. Is it Culver city? Culver city. Yeah. Right. That's California. Right. Yep. So, so to me, I'm thinking, okay, he's obviously staying at his California home. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I think they would call Graceland West. I think, I think, mm -hmm. you know, and he kept that Lincoln there. I mean, God, he gets, I mean, he drives up and it's just like, it's a two door, you know, just, yeah. and the shirt, I mean, I'm sorry, the shirt and the pants, they still look good today. Cause you know, people are retro now. It looks great. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's it, just like a rock star today, you know? Yeah. And he looks like a rock star. He looks, yeah. he just totally. gets out. He's like, okay, let's get to work, you know? And he splits his pants. I love it. You know, yeah. in the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and he, you know, he just has charisma. It, yeah. Right. It just jumps and he, he sounds great. The musicians are great. Uh, mm -hmm. he's having fun yeah he really is I, I and again this is you know a year after opening again in vegas 69 right so this right. is so vegas is late july and yeah so i mean he's doing it again it was kind of cool how he's with the rhythm section in culver city and then they they go to vegas and he's in that big banquet, banquet room. room yeah exactly yeah at the international hotel and then they bring in the 
the the vocal groups and he's practicing with them. He's arranging voices. Yeah. And, uh, and then he would, uh, you know, I think he must've wanted to keep things light because then he would yodel or. Yeah. Or, yeah. Just have fun. He's just messing around. He's you know? doing uh, Santa Claus is back in town. Yeah. Right. And that's all fun to see. Well, how, how about this? When he comes through the doors, my favorite part of that is they were talking about the black and white shirt, right? He comes through the doors. I think they're double doors. Someone opens it up for him or whatever. Obviously they had to do it a couple of times. Probably, you know, think about it. They're, they're shooting this thing. Yeah, he but he, again, just looks so cool. You know, yeah. Going yeah. through the door. Here I am. Let's, let's go. Where's the mic? Yeah, that was you know? more than just the normal entrance, but uh, yeah, I think he knew where the camera was. And he was good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he knew what he wanted to portray. And then there's a, there's footage of him playing piano and. Uh, yeah. Like how the web was open. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. fun one to find. Right. Uh, too. So there's all kinds of outtakes out there and it would just be so great. And, and we may never see it all, but uh, in perfect quality like that, because mm. it's so expensive to restore. Right. And then these rights fees are apparently astronomical. You sure. Know, the royalties and everything, but that's a great movie to, to elliptical too. I I hate exercising, but we have an elliptical. <laughs> yeah, and you and do to that. That's great. I'll put that movie in, crank it up, and man, I've I've gone three miles and wow, thirty minutes later or whatever, and it's really I, f- I forgot I was doing it. That's how good that movie is. Yeah, it's great, man. It's I love that. I love that's the way it is. It's 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 the first time you're seeing. Well, people didn't. I mean, I guess. You know, he's in Vegas in 70 and really starts really kind of extensively touring in 71, I guess you could say, you know, where mm-hmm. it all kind of starts. So people didn't really get to see, but this is what it, this is what it shows like now, because no one really knew, you know, right. unless you went to Vegas, you had to go to Vegas to see it. So right. to bring it to the big screen, that was pretty cool. You know? Yeah. If you can go to Vegas, you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But then he was coming to a, to an arena near you. Yes. Then it became really with arena rock starting. He was part of that Elvis and Zeppelin and the who that he was part of that whole, that whole bit, you know, right. which is great. You know, was it, what was that guy's name? Jerry Weintraub. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Promoter concerts. West was the um, company, you know, yeah. that booked Led Zeppelin, Elvis Presley. That'd be a good show to talk about too. When Led Zeppelin met Elvis. I'll, I'll call Robert tomorrow and see what he's got. Going yeah. Call on. Robert. I know you, yeah. I know you met him. I did. I actually did meet. We're talking about Mr. Plant, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the <laughs> band called Led Zeppelin. You probably heard of them, but he. Uh, band concert. Yeah. I did. I met him. He was super cool, man. Met him at the Peabody Hotel, and uh, that I met him and Jimmy Page. Well, let me say that too. They were both together. They were playing a show. It was in the late '90s, and uh, they were super cool. They just they asked who was still around, you know, playing, you know. Uh, in town because they were rockabilly cats you know they grew up on that stuff and the blues mm-hmm. they were in memphis they loved that um aspect of the city and um i told them that paul burleson he he sadly passed away in the early 2000s but he was still around when uh um i had met them and paul burleson you know was with johnny burnett and the rock and roll trio here in memphis and uh train kept rolling was one of the songs they did the Johnny Burnett trio. And then uh, of course the, the legend has it. It's one of the first songs Zeppelin ever rehearsed, you know, was that song. And of course Aerosmith did it, you know? And right. so uh, they were super cool. Yeah. They were, they were uh, nice guys. It's pretty cool to meet your heroes and they're nice. That's the best. Uh, I guess it's my turn for, for a movie or, or do you want to talk about that? So it is a little more, or I think we kind of covered it or. I think we covered it. 
Now, I, again, this was tough, man. The five movies, I'm going to go with Blue Hawaii because huh? it just, it's so pretty. It's such a great looking movie, mm-hmm. you know? And, and again, this is a great typical, like, beach movie. It's in Hawaii. Elvis mm-hmm. looks great. Angela Lansbury plays uh, his mother. You know, she's only nine years Chad. older. He's only nine he, years older. Isn't that weird? It's just <laughs> the casting is what it is, you know, but they did her up right, I guess, you know. But uh, I, I love it, man. It's just, um, we talked about some of the lines a couple weeks ago about, um, are you sure you can satisfy? What do you say? Maybe we should have <laughs> yeah. talked about this. <laughs> yeah. But it's well, in the movie. Gonna, he's, yeah. he's a, He's a tour guide and yeah, they get a job giving tours to this school teacher with four teenage right. girls. And so he's kind of interviewing for the job with her. And she says something like, do you think you can satisfy a, a, a teacher <laughs> and four teenage girls? <laughs> and, and Elvis is like, well, I'll sure try, ma'am. I'll do my best. He's so nice about it. <laughs> Whatever you need. And his uh, his girlfriend's there, and she's getting jealous. So it's it's pretty right. funny. Yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes, though, and I, I know I mentioned this to you, Brad. I'm a huge Andy Griffith Show fan. Right. And uh, Howard McNair from the Andy Griffith Show is in Blue Hawaii. He's also in Follow That Dream, and basically he plays Floyd the Barber. Yeah. And the, the Elvis the character. Movies. Yeah. He's the owner of the tour service. Yeah. And uh, he's just pretty funny, but there's a scene where he's talking to Elvis in his office and he's got a, a Hawaiian lay around his neck. And he, he tells Elvis that uh, this, this lay is not only decorative, but it keeps my neck warm. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh. It's just so perfectly <laughs> Floyd the barber. You know, yeah, it's he's, and, he's uh, it has a purpose. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah. It's cultural, it's, but hey, it's really keeping my neck warm, man. It's keeping my neck warm. Uh, in Hawaii, it's like, really, <laughs> that's my wife's probably favorite movie, Elvis movie. Oh, really, yeah, it's it is so pretty. I just I, there's a lot of that too. Just and the, right. the I mean, think about uh, Can't Help Falling in Love, uh, one of Elvis's most popular songs came out of that movie, you right. know, it has a beautiful look to it, and uh, you know, we watch it. We watched it about three weeks ago because it's so freaking cold here and you, you yeah. can escape to this. And we've, you know, been fortunate enough to go there a lot and see a lot of where that was filmed. And uh, it, it takes you back. And yeah, she, she just loves that movie. But he's got the maracas and all that stuff. And he's doing right. like, he's really dancing as a storm, you know, it's really looks yeah. good, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's letting loose. It's kind of almost like the fifties Elvis to me, you know, the way he's yeah. really, a lot of footwork, you know. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had just done the uh, Pearl Harbor show, right? Yeah. Which, if people can get their hands on that recording, oh, it's great. It, I wish it was in better quality, but boy, it is. It's just what it is, though. I mean, they, they weren't equipped. They didn't. They didn't really set up to record it. It was just, you know. I know. And we're blessed but it's to out have there. it. Yeah, but boy, that that is one of the greatest concerts we have on Elvis. He, it's yeah, rocking, the, man. the set list is fantastic. So, but he was, you know, he, it's funny, you know, you think he just recorded the soundtrack for blue Hawaii he flies out there. And he does that show neat. And, and it, it's just a great rock and show. And he, but he just recorded Edo eats. Edo eats to me is one of those movie songs. 
Elvis knew it was corny, obviously. To me, it's catchy. I mean, Ito's guy, he, he eats he eats a lot, okay? And Like um, teeth are out of style. Exactly. That quote, I love that. Ito eats like teeth are out of style. And they're <laughs> at the beach at night, and they're just, Ito's, what is he eating? Clams or something? What is it like? I don't know. Oysters or Some sort or of seafood, I bet. Yeah. What do they call it? Crustaceans? I don't know. But, um, don't but it sounds to me like Elvis is kind of doing like a Harry Belafonte impression. The way he words things, think about it. Yeah, that's true. It's, it has kind of a calypso. Exactly. And the way he sings crazy. it, interesting yeah. to me. How he's channeling somebody. I think it's kind of what he's going for, you know? He can mimic. Yeah, he can mimic pretty well. So, All right, Brad. Uh, this is my fifth movie on my list. Okay. Fifth and and not necessarily my fifth favorite. It's just one of my five favorites. And that's Viva Las Vegas. Mm, yes. Uh 1963 it was filmed it came out 64 right. mm-hmm. uh you know elvis and Anne margaret i mean wow yes what a dynamic a duo she That's, she was uh dubbed as what some would call the female elvis yeah their personalities were their personas were very similar yeah. very sexy very energetic she right you know she looked like a million bucks on state on the on the right. screen fun movie it's available on blu-ray and it looks spectacular <laughs> <laughs> the quality of the picture is fabulous so if you're you know in the movies like we are and that matters to you that's a really good blu-ray to get great movie songs come on everybody viva las vegas if you think i don't need you it's a classic and i'm and again it was so hard to narrow these down i mean i was going back and forth you know viva's up there i love and gosh the the, the viva las vegas um production number is great i think a lot has been written about it's a pretty famous elvis movie you know but it, it is and one of the more famous elvis movie songs great too you know right right uh that one just seems kind of timeless i like terry gar a lot yeah uh, the actress terry gar mm-hmm. she was in i read she says nine elvis movies i've heard five i've heard seven she said nine yeah. but, uh she's in that movie so if, if uh she's an oscar winner and she was a, only about 19 years old yeah. and uh if you look in the movie, uh, she's in a few scenes, but if you, when they're doing what I say, right. Uh, uh, she is right there. It would have been two Elvis's right. Elvis and yeah. Anne Margaret's right. I think she's in a, like a pale yellow sweater with her hair up. Right. So, well, so Terry Gar and in the same scene, right. uh, Tony Basil or Basil, as you would say, uh, mm-hmm. in the early eighties, she had a big hit called Mickey, right? Yeah, and right. uh, she was actually the choreographer for, I know that production number, right? Um, for the movie. And, yeah, yeah, for the whole movie. And she's in, wearing a red dress. Well, when he says the baby with the red dress on, right? Right, that's her. She's kind right. of off camera. That's, that's Tony Basil, you know, which is who's a huge her, star the 80s, you know? You see more of her rump than... I guess um, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's very quick. Yeah. That's her screen debut as a rump. And what's cool to me is... That's Elvis in Vegas before Elvis was in Vegas all the time. You know, think yeah, about right. it, you know, exactly. six years later or whatever it was, you know, he goes, goes, he becomes a main staple. He shot a movie there, but he became a, he a changed the town, performer. really. He did, yeah. you know, and I love how he never sang Viva Las Vegas live. He just, from what I understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he did. Anyway, that's, uh, that's your five and my five, right? Yeah, man. I think we, uh, we, we had three that matched, I think. Yeah. At least three, right? So two were, yeah, you, you have, know. You have pretty good taste, Brad. Uh, I guess I guess you're right about that. I also like uh, Flaming Star, F- yep. Follow That Dream, and On Tour. I like On Tour a lot, too. Oh, of course. 
who doesn't? And there is tons of footage of on tour that isn't out. I hope they do something with, again, talking about the camera angles, all the cities, all those concerts that they mm-hmm. covered. There's a lot of footage out there. They, they recorded four concerts. If you look look on the internet, uh, a lot of that has that hasn't been released, has escaped. And, uh, you know, you just do a search of Elvis on tour outtakes and you're going to see some great stuff. One of my favorite things is he does Burning Love with the band that recorded it. Uh, Jerry Sheff wasn't the bass player. It was, I think, Emery Gordy. Yeah. And uh, there's some, it's kind of a mock rehearsal, but they show show Elvis uh, singing uh, Burning Love with, with the stamps. And mm-hmm. they just recorded it you know, a few days prior. So yeah. And, and had no idea it was going to be a hit. They just recorded it. Right. It wasn't even on the radio yet. They, well, they, Elvis was not, you know, and again, another podcast, but he, he really wasn't into the song, but they yeah. encouraged him because it was a great song to, to record it. And his version was great. His mindset at that time just wasn't for burning love, but uh, anyway, it was a great, great song. And uh there is footage of him doing that song just days after it was recorded. And it's really cool footage. So it, there's stuff out there. In fact, about, I don't know, eight to 10 years ago, maybe we were in Memphis for Elvis week and MGM brought out outtake footage and showed it at the Orpheum theater there downtown. Mm-hmm. They locked, locked the doors. They said, everybody's got to turn off their phone. If we see anybody recording this, we'll shut it down. They were really wow. serious. Wow. And they had people in the aisles walking up and down, watching everybody and nobody Did they kick uh, you out. No, they didn't catch me. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. And, and, uh, and they showed on the big screen there at the Orpheum, they showed, uh, this footage that had never been seen, um, from, from on tour. And I haven't seen it since I believe they were going to talk with MGM about, you know, doing a, a release of this yeah. stuff. It never, so far it hasn't happened. Like you said, it's, 50 years, 50 yes. years ago this year. It, it really is interesting how it hasn't happened yet. And maybe, I mean, I mean, geez, because next year is 50 years of Aloha, you know? So, I mean, there's these, you know, huge anniversaries maybe, are coming up and right. You know, a lot of, a lot of big it, ones. It's already been the 40th, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing how it's already at the 50th, you know? So <laughs> right again, about Elvis on tour. I mean, I think the first time, and this is kind of a cool story. When I was a kid, I was sick and I stayed home from school. Okay. Seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that. And my, my mom went to rent some movies, right? So I could just watch movies. It's the first time I saw Elvis on tour. Okay. Oh, really? And yeah. I was, you know, cause I was, you know, 13 or whatever. And I'd seen the other stuff. Aloha. That's the way it is movies. And for some reason I didn't, I was, you know, the fanatic I am now I was learning, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is this? It was footage I had never seen. And when I saw Polk Salad Annie, I about freaked out, man. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. When he does that, he yeah. is rocking. I'm sorry, yeah. man. And that ending, that's a <gasps> great ending. The slow-mo. The slow-mo. Yeah. Slow-mo yeah. was so effective. It's unbelievable. You know, his yeah. hair is long. And he's, yeah. what I love about that, he's, I guess he would be, what, 37, right? Something like right. that. And yeah. he's rocking, you know? Yeah. He yeah, is he's just doing it. You know, when I saw that, I'm like, let me go back and see that again. You know, and Tut, you see how great Tut is and yeah. Chef Solo. And yeah. even Charlie Hodge is like sweating, you know, and like you're really getting into it, you know. <laughs> right. Like they they did it fast, like Madison Square Garden fast. But I mean, mm-hmm. anyways, that's my little story about Elvis on tour. The first time I saw it was on VHS. <laughs> and yeah. it was yeah. uh yeah. yeah. That's how you were introduced to it. That's that's cool. 
Yeah, that was it. I was, you know, probably had a temperature and didn't care. <laughs> you felt your temperature rising. I did, man. Oh, I see what you did. 1972. Well, good, good no, work. Yeah. Good work, man. Good work. Uh, Mark, should we talk about guilty pleasures from the movie Easy Come, Easy Go? There's a song in it called Love Machine with the wheel that goes round and round, right? I like and that song. I like this. It's a good song, you know? I, think, I like the Easy Come, Easy Go soundtrack. I like the whole bit where he's, you know, spinning the love machine and the pictures <laughs> of the girls. Right? It's just he's so 60s, you know? That's funny you bring that up. When I was a kid... I had the Camden records uh-huh. and, and there was a song called um, you got to stop. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And that get, and I, that was one of the songs that got me into the guitar was that little, you know, that the guitar um, break. Yeah. yeah. I always liked that. I, a lot of those guys were, were the wrecking crew was the band on a lot of these soundtracks. Right. I want to doubt if that, if that may have been Glenn Campbell or James Burton or somebody Neither one of us mentioned Roust about, but there's some there's some oh, good, good stuff. There's here. good songs in that too. Yeah. Big love, big heartache. I like the oh the, yeah, that's a good song. The staging the, of that one. Yeah. The Jordan Airs are pretty prominent in that song. And if you're listening to this and uh thank you for sticking with us. This is a long one, but there's so many great songs that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for Elvis, Elvis being in the movies. Yeah, you know, that, that were the, bona fide hits charted. They were like hits, hit songs. I just got a, a list here. And if you want to chime in, you know, your thoughts, but I'll just go sure. through the list if you want to stop me. But but we wouldn't have uh, this, these classics, Love Me Tender, Teddy Bear, uh, Mean Woman Blues, Jailhouse Rock, Treat Me Nice, You're So Square, Baby, I Don't Care, Hard-Headed Woman, Trouble, can't help falling in love, return to center, Viva Las Vegas. I mean, just those alone, that's a that's a greatest hits album for some people. You think of the movie Girls, 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 and mm-hmm. Return to Sender is from that's one of his most popular songs, and it's from a movie, you know, and yeah. people don't realize that, you know. Right. And it's a that's a, a fun scene to watch. And it was kind of his ode to uh, Jackie Wilson. It sure was. He was a big fan of Jackie Wilson, and, and he's doing a jackie wilson bit the, the dance and everything you know yeah, and a little did. bit of the twist kind of chubby yeah. checker you know he did a lot of the twist you know i yeah. know it's a lot of the movies you know right and then uh some other great songs a little less conversation mm-hmm. pocket full of rainbows follow that dream king of the whole wide world come on everybody so close yet so far i think that's a beautiful song edge of reality yeah that's a great uh, Edge of Reality is so funky, man. It's what, 68, you know, yep. Live a Little, Love a Little. Beach Boy Blues. I always like that song mm-hmm. from Blue Hawaii. Yeah. Let Yourself Go. Speedway. Great song. Uh, clean Up Your Own Backyard. The song Girls, Girls, Girls from Girls, Girls, Girls. That's a great song. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great. I'll Be Back. That's a good song, too. Yeah. And, yeah. Puppet on a String from Girl Happy. Beautiful song. And uh, Dixieland Rock. Uh, King Creole. Yeah. You don't hear that one very much, but that's a, that's a rocking song too. It is. It's a tight, it's kind of got like a hard headed woman vibe in a way. Yeah, it does. I went back to the RCA 1995 command performances set. And uh, in the liner notes, it mentions that Elvis received 14 gold and platinum awards for 60 soundtrack recordings. For 60 soundtrack recordings. Yeah. Is that amazing? Wow. That really is. And uh, GI Blues 
was number one for 10 weeks and Blue Hawaii was number one for 20 weeks. Well, there you go. So that's know. why they were making Elvis movies the way they were. Of course, man. It was, it, yeah. you know, it's a marketing machine. Just movie sold is. the song, song sold the movie. Follow the money. As Hal Wallace said, the famous producer in Hollywood in the 60s, he was quoted as saying, the only sure thing in Hollywood is a Presley picture. That's and right. That's what he, he said. Yeah. So that's why he was involved in a lot of them. You know, I can't tell you how many, but a lot, you know. Well, wow. We, this was like an epic uh, of its own uh, in the movie subject world yeah we we uh this is a this is a long one we hope you all enjoy it don't forget to i guess subscribe and we're, we're on apple podcast now and spotify and yeah please tell your friends to tune us in yeah please do and if you uh, again if you have any questions things you want us to talk about or if you have guests uh that maybe you would like us to interview uh, drop us a line at memphis slash podcast at gmail.com and again our uh, social media is uh memphis slash podcast gosh brad this was fun Mark, I'm glad we got to do this. It's always, always a pleasure. And uh, we can't wait to do the next episode. And uh, as you like to say, uh, we will catch you on the flip side. Bye, everybody. And Brad, we'll see you at the movies. Well, only if you're buying the popcorn, Mark. I'm buying. Memphis Flash is written and produced by Brad Burkadall, Mark Schaefer, and Anna Burkadall. Original music written and performed by Brad Burkadall. To view some of the content mentioned on today's show, follow Memphis Flash Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Have a topic you'd like us to explore or Elvis info you've discovered? Email us at memphisflashpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>